cookies. What up, everybody? I'm back. You don't know who I am. You ain't been a part of what I'm part of right now. Talk I'm about Darius it. It's Jay. It's Javar Money the Don. And it's your boy Chris, aka Maximilian. And welcome to another episode of the Men's Department. And if you haven't already, go ahead and grab yourself a glass and have a drink with us as we talk this talk. You hear that? You hear it. I'm you talking about. Afford to drink that good stuff, and you drinking stuff out of plastic bottles. Still, your liver hates you. Not the plastic bottle, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, some people, bro, it's liquor out there that made in plastic bottles, bro. Absolutely. Oh, there, there is. absolutely yeah. is. Bro, I seen, bro, I, bro me I, and my brother got this running joke about this vodka called Wave, bro. I already and know about bro, it. We was just like, I was like, bro, people uh, drink that, but all they gonna be able to do is wave as they head to the floor, bro. Don't yeah. talk gone. That's not bro. the kind of wavy you trying to be. You know what I mean? Bro, <laughs> gone, team, bro. bro, I remember, bro, his sister brought like the biggest. I don't know who brought that thing because we was having, we had a system of house party that was going on in the wintertime that was pretty legendary. Can't really talk hey, about bro, it. Hey, bro, take me back to the early 2000s, bro, bro. with the house parties, cause. Them bro, somebody brought bro. the biggest bottle of vodka I ever seen that was four dollars. Bro, that wave was like four. That was how much? Four dollars back Great. in the day. Boy, that was dog piss, bro. You feel me? Yeah, right, right, right. What? That but probably about ten dollars. Still, still, but still. Yo, man, but yo, tell you, it was in a plastic bottle, with a black that? top, and I was tipsy like, bartender. Bro, <laughs> bro tipsy bartender, bro. They don't know that joke would be pouring in rot gut in them jugs. Nah, stuff, for bro. real, bro. bro. He, is, he be pouring in so bro, much. Tipsy bartender finna kill somebody, bro. <laughs> bro, like I respect him and I respect the crab because he yeah. makes some cool drinks. But it's, I'm like, there's no way there's he's no making way, bro. like freaking Tupperware Johns. That's not top shelf liquor, bro. bro that's it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like, shelf he'll like, put one bottle of top shelf in there. The rest of it be Smirnoff. Dog dick water. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm God damn. Uh, we, we are not hating on Tiffany Bartender. At uh, all. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, nah, we hate no like, we like you. You know what I'm saying? No, like, cool, I, I, like, you know what I like seeing like what like what he made, but yeah, some of that sure. stuff, like some of that stuff, I'll be like, bro, my stomach hurt already. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, boy. I'm talking about somebody. Like, number it be, candy it be in, uh, so much sugar, bro. bro. I'm about to candy say, bro, somebody. Sugar, bro. <laughs> bro, you mixing sugar with a deformed, the derived form of sugar. Alcohol ain't nothing but sugar. Bro, your booty hole finna be spraying that toilet. Bro, you finna be in that thing like. You ever seen that episode of, oh, not episode, but that uh, movie, uh, Dumb and Dumber? Bro. Uh, oh, that, oh, that, oh, that laxative. Bro, in there, you going to be in there? Dated ourselves, bro. Dated ourselves. I'll tell you, bro. With Dumb and Dumber. You, bro. bro, I'm telling you, bro. Bro, was in there hurt. It's a dude no, at my old job. Before I started driving trucks, I used to work. Bro, all oh. he used to do was eat honey buns and drink orange soda, bro. Bro, that joke when Bro, like, no, no. Bro, no. I'm telling you, that bro, that joke used to eat little Debbie cakes and drink uh-huh. orange soda, bro. I was like, yo, what is this? Is all you eat for? Damn, cool. Bro, on. I went in the bathroom one time. Bro, I had earplugs in my mind. And you dude. still heard him. Bro, I seen that nigga boots clicking together. He was hitting it so hard in there, bro. That joke was like it. Bro, that joke was in there dying, bro. Bro, all I heard was Not his boots clicking. There's no place like home. Bro. Bro. 
bro, I ain't never seen nothing like that, bro. I dropped to my knees at the same laughing, bro. I couldn't even, I, bro, I couldn't help. I was just like, bro, this nigga is in here dying. <laughs> he said his boots was clicking like he was in the wizard. Bro, bro. I know, bro. I was just like, bro, I was to my heat. He, bro, he was hitting it so hard, bro. That joke with feet was off the ground. He was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> this nigga, bro, I, hey, I was about to tell Super, I don't think he coming back to work, bro. That joker just. He done, he clocked out. Bro, he <laughs> clocked out, <laughs> bro. To, but that was his place of peace. Bro. Uh, no, that wasn't no Afterwards. Afterwards. That wasn't no place of peace. Bro. Afterwards. Bro, the cleaning lady went in there, bro, after that. Because I, I had went to break. Bro. I was going to break. Cleaning over went in there. She just, boy. That lady came in that guy. She went and came in that guy. So war, she said, that ought to be a doggone shame. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga broke that toilet. That toilet was out of commission for a week. That clean lady had to go in there and have a seance, no. boy. That, that, yeah. bro, that, bro, bro, that joke probably crapped some some some, some that, demons that, out. I was, I was just about to say, that boy exercised some demons that bro, day. It sounded like. Ain't no way, bro. bro. It sounded like a Gatling gun going on there, <laughs> Said that boy turned into Vash the Stampede. Bro, it sounded like that joke Straight was crapping. Bro, it sounded hey, like that. Bro, Trigon. Bro, it sounded like that joke was crapping Velociraptors. Bro, nah, this is like. <laughs> nah, I say he. Nah, I say he got them Jurassic Park. Dumps. Bro, he had the Jurassic Park. Bro, it sounded like dinosaurs in that man. Nah, fam. So speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> me in a piece. Yeah, that's not a place of peace. That so uh, not, get bro, get, get better peaceful. liquor than bottom shelf liquor. Yeah, yeah bro. And then, Otherwise, bro, you will and not the thing, crazy part about it, like this part, it, it, it kind of like line up a little bit. After work, we we'll all go down to the liquor store because it was a liquor store right on the corner. Let me tell you how you this nah. how you know this how you know you work hard in the place you, you work at is work hard. It's a line of industries right there on that same street where I used to work at. Mm. Everybody used to go out, get off, and get to that liquor store right in the center point of those industries, bro. Yeah, People was going out there buying whole fields. We were drinking them joints and going home, bro. That's how hard you work, bro. Got all work. Got to work 12 a, of a, the hardest hours of your life. Drink a whole fifth. Drink a whole fifth of Hennessy. And then drive home. And drive home, bro. And I oh, I no. lived in Augusta and Thompson about 30, 40 miles. I was just about to say, I'm like, bro, that wasn't a, a short trip. Bro, I was trying. Bro, I be, bro, being my homeboy, be in the car, bro. Shout out to Till. He kept us alive a lot. <laughs> Shout out to you, player. We appreciate right. that. We, we, we appreciate you, yeah. bro. Bro, I swear, bro. Dang, bro. That just made me think so, bro. Till probably one of the funniest people I ever met in my life, bro. If you you think I got some crazy stories, but I don't. I can't imagine hey, somebody. I, with I, crazy I really, I you, really can't bro. imagine nobody topping you, Tim, bro. Tim. Tim Ferguson, bro. Oh, God. Ted. One time I, I gotta would want to guess on our podcast, it might be him. <laughs> it, it's going to be Tim, that bro. bro. Tim going to be our first guest, break bro. room rolling, bro. Like, bro, Tim life was so wild. Bro, Tim was, bro, Tim was like the, the sickest man, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he was the most interesting person I ever met in my life. Jeez. Bro, that dude. Bro, Augusta Georgia's finest, bro. Tim Ferguson, baby. For sure. That's Delta Mountain. He's about. <laughs> All right. Bro, that dude was wild, bro. He was funny, man. He's a good guy, bro. But oddly enough, though, like, like even like what you're talking about, that, like, talking about that, would you consider that, like, a moment of just, like, 
the peace. It was, man, because, you know, everybody, we got to sit around the cars and talk junk about how hard they work us just to sign up and do it all over again the next night, 12 more hours. Bruh. A lot of us were working overtime, bro. A lot of us were putting in about nine hours a week. 90 a week? Yeah. That uh, doesn't make any sense. Bro, bro Eric, the dude, I, hey, I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Um, yeah, yeah, hun- Sorry, Eric. Honey bun on oh, so the man. <laughs> bro, bruh, Eric used to be working about 120 hours a week, bro. No wonder he was living off of honey buns and orange soda. How do you? Bro, Eric showed me a paycheck, and I was just like, you live here, bro. Bro. I'm like, yeah, you making money, but you ain't got no time to spend it. You know what I'm saying? You had to make money for them honey buns, man. Clearly. Bro, I don't know. I don't know what he had. He had to make money for them. them, uh, It might have been chiss up. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I was just saying, but that bro, that bro was, that bro used to work hard. He used to make me feel bad because I tried to keep up with Eric one day. And this back when I was a technician, a mechanic. So I was in here, you know, working on heavy industry equipment, uh-huh. you know, trying to make sure people have carpets on their floors. Ninety percent of the carpets is in your house right now. I made the machines that make them joints and fix them. Wow. But you know what I'm saying, Bruh, That joke had me, bruh. I I worked so hard one time for trying to follow air, bro. I, I went delirious, bro. That's not a place of peace. Bro, I passed out in the bathtub, bro. I didn't even know I passed out. Not so a place what, of peace. What, <laughs> what possesses a person to work? I don't know. That much. I mean, for me, I was, I was, you know, I had kind of messed my credit up a little bit, so I had to get out there. Hell. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it was during that time. Yeah. So, oh, you know what I'm saying? So, okay. I was in grind season. So, I was just like, you say you pay me more money. Because that's the reason why I had scaled up in the job. I started out an operator. So, and then I went to two or three departments and scaled up these times to get to the place where I was just like, yeah, I work on these right here. Yeah, bro. So, I think that, you know, you kind of alluded to it. Um, it's kind of situational. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is situational. Not even just to work that hard, but. Also, even the concept of peace is situational. Yes. You know, because I can see <clears throat> and being in a place of like, hey, you know, you got, you created a bad situation or you walked into one, whatever, however you want to yeah. word it to make you feel better and sleep at night. Um, but you're in a tough situation <clears throat> and you're, you're finding reprieve. Man. You know, and it's like, it may not always look as pretty as maybe you wanted to, but it's like, you're getting it done. You know, and like you mentioned before already, it's like that was kind of like a place of, you know, peace. Yeah, like no. you're relieving yourself of of, yeah. of different. Eight o'clock aspects. in the morning, drinking a fifth of Hennessy. Hey, it's peace. I can imagine. That. <laughs> I don't know. Is if it? I now? could drink Henny at eight in the morning, bro. But that what time we got off? We worked from what? We oh, worked from, y'all worked overnight. Yeah, we worked twelve hours. Oh, that's different. Oh, no, yeah, we worked twelve hours. That's different. Oh, sh- that's different. I, I remember work, starting work at like five in the morning, and then be like, nine and then in the don't say I come in and do overtime. I clock in at four or yeah. three. Yeah. Sometimes one. I've been went PM. I clock in at one p.m. and don't clock out to eight a.m. the next day. You know what I'm saying? And that mean I just hit my head a little bit on the pillow, like right, right, and then you go right Hennessy back to work. Helps with sleep. I, I, I will never <laughs> find that out. I'm aware. 
And you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, you know, that's that's kind of hey, like. Hey, bro, if it ain't brown, put it down. I'm just saying. You know I drink anything, bro. I can't, bro. I don't, I don't understand. I can drink anything. Yeah, I I can't. I, no. I can't. I think I just cause I just don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. it, all of it hit me the same. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but I, it don't yeah. never. I can't. I can't fool with gin. Gin just don't <clears throat> taste right. That's what I'm saying. Tastes like like gin, tastes, tastes like wet quarters. Like what? Wet quarters. Wet. Qu- that is mm. a perfect analogy. Yeah. It I can't stand like. gin vodka. I maybe, but it's not my preference. I don't like how it hit the back of my throat with vodka. That, that I can part. drink it. But I can have to mix that. I have to most definitely mix vodka. Bourbon, whiskey, tequila, rum. Yeah, I, nah, it, it got. It, nah, I can't drink that tequila that a lot of y'all. Uh, no, I don't drink you, tequila. A lot of you Negroes drink. Y'all be drinking some backwater tequilas out here. Bro, if it ain't eighteen hundred or yeah. um, Mana, yeah, I ain't really touching it too much. Man, I can't. I'm gonna broaden your mind on some new tequilas, man. Just get you in the game. Some Cristalinos, you feel me? If it's tequila, I can't drink it. You can drink it on money, and nah. you will become no, a man, a thug. Exactly. No. Show place of peace to drink te- uh, tequila. No, no rum. Take shots. Rum and whiskey is my place. Rum. I was at rum. That's because so you can drink you, white you from rum. The islands. You can drink white rum. Yeah. Hey, bro. Let me tell you something. The stronger white rum, uncle and nephew, or whatever the name of that stuff uncle is. Uncle Nearest. Bro, no, uh. Uh-uh. This is Jamaican. This is Jamaican rum, bro. That I swear is the strongest rum I ever drank. It's white rum. I can't remember the name. It's uncle, uncle is something, bro. But that rum was the strongest rum. I was just like, bro, I can't drink this whole cup, bro. I'm sorry. That was a lot of whatever you put For in. For white there. rum, bro. That, bro. I'm gonna find that joint. Send it to me. And as, I'm gonna say, let me tell you something, bro. As y'all, I, as y'all can see, this is our place of peace, bro. That that wrong right that put me down. I was just like, all right, but no, but for real, like just just to kind of get back on topic, moonwalking into Calabasas. Well, we we try we try we yeah, trying, 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 trying to get there, y'all. We trying to get there, we trying to get back on topic. But so when when you um brought upon this this subject like what was what was your thought process behind like you know what i'm saying because I, I understand like a lot of times you know we we are they, we are taught to be aggressive you know what i'm saying and, and, sure. and about that action and stuff like that but you know oftentimes in our lives they don't really take all that you know what i'm saying you could walk away from a situation with your with with more than you walked in with if you just know how to approach a approach it and de-escalate it you know what i'm saying that's key. and like and that's what i feel like what a man of peace knows how to do de-escalate mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying he, it ain't always got to be fisticuff you know what i'm saying like you can talk the situation down and get to the point where you understand kind of like a situation you gave you know what i'm saying where he was like hey man get off thing with all this soft stuff and then you had to be like all right my daughter fam <laughs> You just came with some sternness that changed everything. Because mm-hmm. when you let a person recognize who you are and what you are, you don't have to say a lot more after that. Then yeah. we can have a discussion. But some people, they just overly aggressive and just dive into it. For you no know reason. What I'm saying? For no yep. reason. When you just saw, oh, all right, you saw him yield. Get him here. You know what I'm saying? You got to be like, you know, like on life when Golda was beating the mess out of Eddie Murphy. Like, all right, he don't have enough. Let him go. Right. School mom, take him back to the room. He did. 
or knocked out. You know what I'm saying? And we have to have those kind that ha- that kind of mindset because, like, bro, we could lose our life out here, bro. You right. Never know. There, there has to be a certain level of like self control. Yeah. You never know what where you are. You are not all encompassing, all knowing. You're not omnis. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You don't know everything in every situation in and out. So you have to be able to like, all right, let me get this, scale this down so we can have a conversation so we can both walk away and be alive. Agreed. Yeah. yeah I think um, <coughs> uh, funny you said that in reference to, you know, some of the things I started learning when I was doing martial arts. It's like you start to realize <coughs> how many ways like people can just get hurt Yeah. and how easy it is to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think when when you are trained to fight, you're trained to fight in a certain <coughs> way because partially you can consider what's effective, but you also consider what's safe. And you realize that people who are like not trained are not safe no. to fight with. And it's like, these are people who can really hurt you, you know? Um, and on top of that, the idea that like kind of what you had said, like you, <coughs> most i say the vast majority of situations you not need to escalate to a point of physical violence no like it doesn't even have to no. come close to there but i do believe yeah it's a, a certain um aspect that we are taught to us like yeah we have to bring a certain level of uh, uh, to yeah. a situation, aggression. To, yeah. yeah, to let people I bring know. Intensity. No, I ain't the one to play with. I ain't the one or the two either. Uh, right, but like, but then everybody coming up with that is like, well, then nobody is. You know what I mean? And now it's you're. I think oftentimes people make a point to to approach a situation like that unnecessarily and like you create unnecessary conflict. Yeah. It's like, yo, we could have walked away from this with a handshake. Yeah. But now we walk away from this with bumps, bruises and handcuffs. All about the parking space. All about it. it be, but, or, but most or, of the time, a lot of stuff, it'd it be, it be over, it be over, over very things. simple stuff. It'd be the dumbest things that people yeah. the dumbest stuff, yeah. fight their life over. Exactly. And a part of being a man of peace is also leading your woman in those ways because a woman can often get you in a situation where you have to fight and you like, you know we don't need to fight. You know what I'm saying? Because that dude got 20 dudes. I'm just me and I'm trying to fight for your honor and the thing that you cause. So I, I, Chill I, out, I, got a, I got a story. Talk, talk about it. <laughs> I got a story. It better not be who I think it is. <laughs> so this was a few years ago. We were at um we were at one music fest. Oh, oh yeah, you, you remember this? I remember. So this was the year I think uh, Lauren Hill was uh was headlining. So we were there all day. We had like the little uh we were in like the grass section. So we yeah. had like our blanket set out. We had our food, all that stuff. It's like the last act of the night. It's packed. Yeah. So you can't get anywhere. Like right. everybody's everywhere. But somebody decided to want to like. Just squeeze through all of the section anyway. Mm. They walk through on our blanket, kick over my wife's drink before the drink hit the ground. She, mom, I'm talking about just straight mush. Boom. Mm-hmm. Bruh. I was like, in, in my mind, I was like, babe, no. Because if he turn around, I got to meet him. I'm, I'm smacking him. Yeah. Like, if he turn around, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he 
immediately. Yeah. So as soon as she did it, I just stood up. I was like, please don't. No, I, I really don't want to have to do that. Like, this is the yeah. conversation I'm, I'm, I'm having with myself. Mm. Pl- please don't. Luckily, he kept walking. But I was like, hey, babe, I love you. <laughs> but you can't do that. Yeah. You crazy. And I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this this can't be. A, we gotta de-escalate those things. Yeah. Somebody gotta be the good one. Somebody gotta be <laughs> yeah, the good one. Because if I if I get the fighting, I'm going to jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely gonna be jail time. You know what I'm saying? And that's something like we have to. I feel like if you have to explain peace, but you have to explain war. Yeah. In a, oh, in, yeah. In, a, in a situation where you're like, hey, I ain't asking for us to be in a situation where we don't run into things that's going to cause us to, you know, activate other parts of us. But we do have to have a firm understanding that we live in a world don't that don't ro- rotate around us. At all. You know what I'm yes. saying? And if you don't have a mindset of that, you will s- soon lose yourself to all the things that can happen out here. You know what I'm saying? You could become fearful of things. You could become, you know what I'm saying? You could just become irritated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the actions of people. And I feel like social media help with that. They help you stay more aggravated and not at a sense of peace of self. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and you kind of walk, and you kind of walk out on ten already, and yeah. you're ready for, you know, what I'm saying, I wish a nigga would type attitude, you know, what I'm you, saying, you gotta, you gotta understand like the stuff that like that that sets you off, yeah, yeah, and like actively, I don't know if I want to say like avoid those things, yeah, but like kind of like put your like yeah like put yourself in a position where it's like all right. I I know this is like this is like a trigger of mine. I don't I don't need to be around this. Right. Mm. You you got to put yourself in a place where you're able to manage not only yourself but to an extent as much of your environment as possible. You know, like even what you were saying. Um, I think a lot of people are. Or I would say more people are triggered by social media than people realize, and it's usually the people who who go head first into it mm. because. Social media is nothing but a setup to compare. And comparison, as many people know, is the thief of the joy. thief of joy. And it that affects your peace. So it's like you have to be able to see things properly when it comes to what's going on around you and what you're digesting. Right. You know, but, and also position yourself in a place of not only understanding, but a place of action. It's like, okay, if I... I know this bothers me. Yeah. This is this is an aspect that I struggle with. And it doesn't have to just be social media. It's like it could be like your interpersonal relationships. You know, there are plenty of people who who survive like really traumatizing situations. Yeah. You know, like some people like they're triggered by feeling completely undermined. Um somebody com- just overlooks their thoughts, their desires, and sometimes it feels like their existence. And they make decisions without them. And it's like that, that can be a trigger. Yeah. Like emotional abuse, uh, mental abuse can be a trigger. Mm-hmm. And it's like being able to know, I mean, not saying that that would be your trigger. There are so many things that seem so much more, uh, dare I say, somewhat petty or like minute, mm. but they bother you. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to digest, see that as like, okay, this is a trigger for me. Yeah. yeah. You know? I want I, you to, oh, oh go, go ahead. ahead. I want you to expound on something in the previous conversation we had about peace that you was talking about. 
just a, earlier. You know what I'm saying? Where you talk about with the face artists or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, I ran into a, a gentleman who was a, how he described it to me was a faceologist. Um, there was a technical term, but I honestly don't remember what it was called. He he told me it was a faceologist. So somebody <laughs> semantics, can, right? Yeah. <laughs> Someone <laughs> is is similar. <laughs> easiest way for me to break it down is similar to palm reading. Now he doesn't have to touch your face, but how somebody can look <laughs> at your God. palm, right? Um, someone who can look at your palm, tell things about who the person you are, things you've been through, and potentially things you're going to experience and going to go through. So, you know, uh, I passed him by, and something told me that I want to talk to him. So I trusted that instinct, and I, I had a conversation with him. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we we had a good talk. And he starts telling me aspects about who I am. These are fairly specific things. So it was it was pretty good. If this was like a mental trick, yeah. he was dang good at it. Yeah. Um, either that or he really could read my face. And we got to a point and Man, I you got a good looking face, so I appreciate it. You know? <laughs> so I I made a mention about wanting to find a place of peace. And he was just like, he, he kind of knew that that's not really what I was looking for. Right. And he kind of was just like, okay, you got to be careful when you start talking about the desire of peace. Because he was like, when you think about peace, peace is a place of total tranquility a place of like that's free of desire and free of want like but it's also free of determination free of motivation free of desire to moving to a, another level it's a place of contentment with where you're at and i was just like oh i don't want to be content where i'm at i want to get to the next level right and like in my mind i was like oh that's that's what I saw as peace. I was like, oh, me leveling up, me getting to where I want to get to, <laughs> bossing up, whatever it is like you want to like consider that to be. I was like, that's what I considered peace. And he was just like, but that's not what you're saying. You were saying you want peace and you can receive peace in this situation. And peace is not what you're looking for. Mm. And he was like, you got to be real careful about what you ask for, you know, Matthew seven, ask, seek, knock. Um, when you ask for things and you seek things and you try to manifest things, whatever it is you believe in, you got to do it in its fullness. Because mm. if you ask, seek and desire peace or anything else in an incomplete way, you will receive an incomplete version of it. Yeah. yeah. No different than, if you want a significant other, be you a man or a woman, whether you want a man or a woman, you're just like, I want somebody and I want someone to love. And if you leave it there, you assume that this person will love you back. And no, you got what you wanted. You got someone to love, but, but they never you. truly reciprocated it because yeah. you just assumed. But it's like you didn't complete the desire Man. and you put that out there so much. And then when you finally got it and you got what you were asking for, it was a misinterpretation or a mis 
is a is a misrequest of what you really wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you got to be very intentional about what you consider peace, and that means you got to you got to dig into it. You got to bear your full soul. Because I think there are people who desire peace in different places where peace is not meant to be found for them. You know, some people try to find peace in a relationship with somebody else, be it significant other, intimate, or friendships and camaraderie, or it could be your relationship with food, your relationship with, I don't know, work, for instance. You look at that as your peace, and then it's actually tearing you down. But yeah. in your mind, you thought it was peace, and then the in on the back end, it's it's like it's destroying you. Yeah. So it's like you got to have a right. You have to have a proper understanding of what peace actually is, and then make moves towards that. Sorry, that was a lot. No, it no, was no, you're good. good. It was good. It was good. Because um, I was gonna say, like, I feel like there is a stark difference in peace and tranquility. Yeah. Like they they sound very similar. They they yeah. can oftentimes be synonymous, but like like you were saying is like when you're thinking about peace, it's almost as though it's like all right, everything is right with the world. Yeah. Tranquility <laughs> is finding that calm in the chaos. Yes. I can like, agree with that. Like I like I I feel like and a lot of times like I I feel like people are going after that tranquility versus yeah. versus peace. Yeah. Because in today's age like chaos ensues. Bro. <laughs> so uh, like, I, I don't think peace has ever been a thing that's going to be obtained on earth at all. You know what like, I'm we'll, like we'll 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 obtain we'll obtain peace when Jesus come back. You know what I'm saying? And it cuz Anytime you have another human involved, is not real. Is is the total peace that Armani just explained, and what I have in my mind, or what I think peace is, is just not possible here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because people are beyond your control, and they ain't gonna always do what in your space what you need them to do in order right. to keep that space peaceful. If you understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and like to. Actually, like, now you can have peaceful situations, you know what I'm saying? Right. But total peace, I feel like the closest you get to that is a a good night's sleep, you know what I'm saying, on earth, you know what I'm saying? Like, but other than that, it's just like everything else is just maintaining, you know what I'm saying, Mm. states and situations of, like you just said, tranquility, you know what I'm saying? Like, Trying to avoid the chaos, you know what I'm saying, and just trying to keep ourselves from being chaotic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, because if we just go off of every raw, unexplained thought in our, br- in our brain, we've been on hers about a long time ago. Right. You know sure. what I'm saying? We've all been, been prison sinners. You know what I'm saying? Inmate 94529, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. It's, it's like that because a lot of times we don't have that. We don't, we don't, if we don't learn how to develop a place where we can have tranquility, a peaceful state, which is my, my house is my most peaceful place on this planet right now. My, where I live at, it, everywhere I live, I try to create a place where I can come to and just be kind of like, just be me. Just, I could be the most me here. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like for me, that's kind of what I, I expect peace to be, where I can be the most me. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, my my friends are peaceful to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I could be the most me with them. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be like, I got to see what he think. I don't want to say that because he might think I'm this or something like that. that. That's what it's all about for me. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what mo- most most dude crave, just to have those moments. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, especially in, like, I think a time where, I mean, overall, I think social construction convinces people that you have to be a certain type of person Mm -hmm. and it leaves people with in a place where they're not always comfortable with who they actually are. Right. But I think who you actually are is where you're going to start to find the most peace. Yeah. You know, it's like you gotta, you gotta be who you are, be okay with who that is, but also be okay with like the development, uh, the growth, um, in all aspects of what that looks like, yeah. you know, like um, I think versions of peace do not peace does not translate to comfort. Mm. Mm. And I do believe peace can be found in most, if not all scenarios, you know, but you have to, you have to have the right kind of mindset to look at it that way. And mm. when you start to receive it properly, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is, this can be what peace looks like. I could be in a place where it's just like, you know what? Like, I'm not fighting for more. I'm not I'm not struggling for less or nothing like that. It's just like I'm in, like, a, a good place. It's not that you don't necessarily want to strive for more or want something different, but you can be in a place and be like, oh, man, like, I'm grateful. You right. know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's it's okay to be there, you know? And, and the way I look at it, I don't, I don't believe peace can be truly absolute at all times. Like, I believe you can find peace in a place and still want more it's right. like i can i can still have goals and dreams but be totally okay with like maybe what god's doing in my life right now yeah. um and and it's like i think if you get confused in this absolute version of things that's when you're really going to get messed up because absolute peace i don't i honestly don't believe that's something that i truly want as a person who's built to to like thrive on ambition yeah. I'm like, oh man, like I, I don't know what I'd do if I had absolute peace. I'd go crazy go because crazy. I'm gonna find something to want. Yeah, yeah. Go, you have that, or you gonna want to go outside. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I feel like that's something. You know, like a lot of times we don't, you know, what I mean, we don't talk about enough with you know our sector. It's just For being sure. finding those places of peace. Building those places of peace, learning how to get to those places of peace. Yeah, you know what I'm saying on it on this life journey because a lot of times on this life journey, bro, we just know the move. Just know the move. It all that's what it's all about. Keep going. Yeah. You keep going. Hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that remind me of the 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 TikTok you sent of that dude. Who was like bashing like that entrepreneur mindset? Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta keep going. Like work seven days, die, and then get up and do <laughs> overtime. Like yeah. he's like, wait, how is that possible? <laughs> it, it's like, but like we we get to that point, and it's like, man, we push so hard to be this particular mode. And I mean, like, look, there's some people who really do gotta work like that. Yeah. Like, and they work like that, and they barely make ends meet. Yeah. Right. But then there's some people who work like that and they turn themselves into billionaires. And it's like, oh, that's great. But it's like, 
there are people who do way less and do both. You know, there and, are people who do way less and, and, and barely make ends meet and do way less and, and become extreme successes. But yeah. what's funny about that, though, is like, yes, there are people that work like that and they become billionaires. But like, but what do you sacrifice to get there? Uh, that's yeah. another. And concept. a lot of time and, a, and the crazy part about it is like even the book I'm reading. Uh, um, um, What's the name of the book I'm reading? Fuck, what, what, fuck. That book? Yeah. Um, <laughs> something <laughs> about money. Something that about money. Right there? Something about money, but I can't <laughs> remember. But um, the psychology of money, um, it's oftentimes when you read the stories of billionaires, their biggest regret be that like, bro, the things I sacrificed on the way, I wish I never sacrificed them. Right, because like, like, you got some folks that sacrifice on like missing out on their kids growing up. Yeah, and you sacrifice so much, and then just like, but even in the book it explains like you don't even you, people see that what happen when people don't know how to ex, express what makes them happy. Right, right. You Specifically know what I'm them. Exactly, because it was just like. You go after stuff, but you just going after stuff because you can go after it. But you right. don't know that, hey, it's, I, I have a stopping point. But you keep going to the point where you don't run so far ahead of everybody that you look back and yeah. you ain't got nobody there. You know what I'm saying? I'm and like, that, that, it ain't that folks didn't believe in you or whatever, but they were just like, yo, I would like more of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, your, your money can only provide so much so happiness. So much happiness. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, and and people can say, oh well, I can buy this, that, and the third or whatever like that. But I'm like, you got millionaires, billionaires that are like committing suicide. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was gonna say I, I bring up Dirk Nowitzki. Um, I think he's a great player. Many people, at least right now, consider him the greatest international player to have ever played in the NBA as of right now. I know you Luka Doncic fans are gonna. Chill out. He just said, and that joke is still, yeah. still walking up pregame with a plate with aluminum foil on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it, it's like I remember <laughs> like something he did. Um, his last few years in the NBA, he said he regretted mm. because he was like, man, like the wear and tear that those last few years did on his body. Yeah, and it's like it's not like those last few years were met with all this raving success. Yeah, but he was like, man, the wear and tear it did on my body, like. I have struggled keeping up with my kids now. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's like, and I'm I'm not going to assume to know this guy's situation, but it's like you also think about somebody like Tom Brady. It's like he married a woman who like gave up life to be there, from my understanding. Yeah, because she was a successful supermodel. Right. She was doing her own thing, yeah. and she stopped. Yeah. For him, I think they had kids yeah, and everything. Yeah, they had got a couple and, kids. And there was supposedly from my understanding, like a conversation about retirement that was supposed to come at a certain point. So now that it's not here and he's not retiring, she's just like, well, then here are these divorce papers because this is not what we talked about. This is not what we agreed upon. This is not what was supposed to be happening. Thomas Brady. You know what I'm saying? And and like, what's going to happen at the end when he's just like looking back, he's like, dang. You know, I even argue with Shaq. Like, he even talked about one of his biggest regrets. It has nothing to do with money or anything. It has to do with the fact that he was, like, a horrible husband. Yeah, mm. yeah, And he yeah. destroyed his family. He's yeah. like, man, like, my, like I, I cheated and did all this. I, He was like, I was the best cheater. I don't necessarily think because he was good at it because yeah. I think it's just because he did it so often. Yeah. And 
He's like, yeah, I know. I look back and he's like, he takes ownership. He's like, I did that to my family. Yeah. I missed a lot of time with my kids because I was the kind of man I was. Yeah. And that's what I regret. Yeah. Not being the man who I wanted to be. Yeah. Making the wrong kind of decisions because he was chasing after this concept of what he thought he wanted. And he didn't really want it. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't know how to create his peace. You know what I'm saying? That's oftentimes what happens. You know what I'm saying? We don't create. You can just open the door, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but that's what happens a lot of times. You don't know how to when you don't know how to do that. And you know how to you don't know how to do all these things that we talk about on episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just like develop your emotions, develop how to be present, develop how to be in situations instead of trying to separate yourself from situations all right. the time. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Be in the moment because that's the only way you're gonna get to the place where you truly learn something from the whole thing mm-hmm. is just being tapped in. You gotta be yeah. there. If she hurt, you gotta feel it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the only way you're gonna be have to be able to extend empathy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's the only way you're gonna be able to extend compassion. All those things are in, the ingredients of peace, even turmoil. Yes, one hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Because you have to, you you have to in order to get. Because you never find nobody find peace just in peace. Peace come outside of chaos. You know what I'm saying? We right. Defeat chaos. That's the orange sauce. But you know what I'm saying? And that's what that is. That's how you have to find. It. Man, y'all got these chickens flying around in here, man. <laughs> good, oh, my bad, cuz. Nah, you good? I'm just playing. Yeah, no, honestly, like, I think a big aspect of what you were saying, um, a lot of people don't know, or like, I would say this, they have a hard time appreciating when they found peace, when they, when they haven't had to work for it, when they haven't had to experience turmoil. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's an aspect of like, just growing as people. Mm -hmm. You don't go through it. You're going to have your moments of peace. Yeah. And you're going to have to deal with aspects to get there like yeah you're yeah. gonna like you're gonna have trauma that you have to overcome to get the place of peace yep and then when you find that place of peace <clears throat> it's gonna be like oh man this is like this place is great like the journey was hard but like i'm here but but you can say that and truly mean it because you know what it took to get there yeah. you know that like you had you had triggers you had experiences you had relationships you had whatever like had happened that you had to overcome and completely surmount to get to a place of peace. But then when you're at a place where it's just like you were actually in a peaceful place, but it was just handed to you, you, you almost go looking for trouble. Bruh, for real. With like subconsciously, I think. Yeah. It's like your body. Cause bro, we are, we, we, we humans created to create. And, and you don't create things in peaceful, peaceful manners. You you end up creating peace. You know what I'm saying? The things you do out of like, hey, let me not work so hard. So let me create a machine to make my my work trouble more. Uh, they just gave y'all a whole plate of rice. Huh? They give us one big thing of rice. Yeah, that's how they do sometimes, bro. They thought y'all was a couple or something. Must have. You know what I'm saying? They probably thought y'all was me and Siobhan, man. But, you know. I mean, he a good-looking dude and all, but <laughs> not really my thing. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. We have to be, uh, we have to understand we don't never supposed to be truly settled. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be out here traversing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And getting to everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That we, because God didn't make <clears> us to sit still. 
Yeah. He didn't make it to six steals. That's a fact. Yeah, and I, and I think that's why I mentioned the whole thing about, like, tranquility earlier, because, like, a lot of times we can equate peace with just, like, or it was something that you that you mentioned earlier is, like, that the faceologists had talked about. Like, when you're in a place of peace, you no longer want for anything. Right. Yeah. Which, in our lives. <laughs> that make an unpeaceful that situation. That make, a un, like, that make an unpeaceful situation. Yeah. Like, that's why I feel like I would rather right. say that like I'm in a I'm in a place of tranquility to where I'm okay with where I'm at, but I'm also striving for something in the future. So it's like it's not like I'm just not doing anything. Right. I'm just content. Right, yeah, yeah. You're okay <laughs> with, with like the path that you're on. Like this right. is great. Even and though, like, I'm still working. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like people need to learn how to protect that. Facts. To protect yeah. that, you also have to know what your triggers are that will disrupt. Yes. That peace. Yes. Yeah, my triggers are niggers. Uh, uh, um, yeah. Okay. With the heart. Nah. But now nah, my, my triggers are stupid people. But just, just stupid people. Like, I could tell you straight up, like, when people are idiotic and, and they argue from places of emotions instead of facts a lot of times, I just be like, okay, I can't I can't do this. You ain't going. That's real. You're not thinking. You're not yielding. You know what I'm saying? You're not even listening to what I'm saying because if you listen to what I'm saying, I'm giving you a fact. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really arguing with you out of out of emotion. Most times I try to, whatever, I'm going to argue, I'm talking to you. And then when you start getting irate and all that stuff, and people be all over the place, I'd be like, yeah, we, we done. I'm done. This conversation's over. I won't over. knock your teeth in the back of your throat and have you chewing with your neck muscles. For sure. Yeah, I think um, sometimes triggers for me are like people or situations that like just disrupt what I'm doing yeah. and like without regard. For mm. for me, like so, I think that probably boils down to like a lack of consideration, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but also, uh, you know, considering like in a potential workplace, like people who people who don't try, you know, like I I struggle when I see people who I think are wildly talented, and I'm just like, you don't, you won't. I, you, it almost makes you feel like you don't deserve the talent you were given. You know, you're not even putting any effort towards this. You're not even trying to learn, like, you know. That's the pitfall of talent. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Yeah, oftentimes it is. You you get by on doing the bare minimum because you were talented at it and you were never taught the concept of hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, And and then some people just, like, people who just, they just assume things are going to be easy. And I'm just like, bruh, don't do that. That's a fatal say, mistake. Don't, don't, don't That's a do setup. That. That's a don't fatal mistake. Up like that. It's like, and then like, it, and then when you come into contact with the fact, it's like, oh, you got to put in work and you just don't want to. I'm like, bruh, like, come on. Like, I've dealt with a lot of people like that at my job. Some, or at least that's how it felt. Where it's just like, man, like, you don't want to do it. Like, why are you here? Just, just quit and make Make it better for everybody else because you're just a pain in the butt that we have to micromanage, it feels. And then when you do something on your own, we have to go back and fix it anyway. It's like, go go away. 
or or make a choice to get better. And it's like sometimes you can easily find myself. I found myself in the past like getting aroused through anger because of things like that. But also like you know, anger is not always a response to a trigger. You know, yeah. sometimes fear is a response yeah. to a trigger. Yeah. Sometimes like you know, um, what's another aspect like? Um, not just fear, like anxiety can yeah. be a response to yeah. like triggers. So it's like yeah, not even just understanding what triggers are, what they look, what they could look like. And those are pretty shallow triggers uh, for the most part, I think, that I mentioned. Um, but it's like it doesn't always have to be anger. Knowing what that trigger is and then knowing how you respond to it, that can help you navigate life and maintain and protect your peace so when something starts going trigger yeah. and you start overthinking slapping nigga or well, hopefully you don't get to the point where you start slapping anybody let's, let's, let's not yeah. <laughs> uh you can find a way you can like take a step back understand what's going on and then protect what needs to be protected yep yeah for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah all that that was good Y'all got anything else? Y'all want to do your final thoughts? Find out what your piece is. Mm. Mm. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> that's step number one. Step yeah. one. Like, you have to find out what calms the mind and the soul because society is chaotic. So you have to, to find <laughs> you gotta find some place to, like, a place to where you can like unwind fully because mm. I feel like that's what like peace or tranquility is. It's like, it's a place where you can be fully yourself a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> so it's like, whatever, whatever that is, find that and do whatever you can to protect it. Whatever. I would say have a, um, find a conviction on discipline in life. Um, not just you having discipline, but like being disciplined among amidst life. Um, I kind of look at it as like I think it's Hebrews twelve, how God disciplines those who He loves. Yeah. Um, I look at that as an idea of as you live your life, you are going to be pushed yep. towards certain things, maybe learning certain uh, skills, even just the journey you were given because it's not always going to be what you think. Right. But appreciating the journey, you can find peace in chaos. You know, it's kind of like the idea to me, a winner finds victory. If it's general's chicken dinner, then... (laughs) But a winner finds victory before they get on the battlefield. Mm. A loser goes to the battlefield and seeks victory. Mm. I think of that in the concept of oh, that was crazy. Yeah, oh, wow. Another right quote. There. I'm sorry, y'all. I just be coming right. with them. First, I'm apologizing. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> you. Exactly. Um, out here eating, hitting them with the general so chicken quotes. You know what I'm talking about? Um, what's that? Chinese Zen <laughs> proverbs type stuff. But um, it's like the idea of like when you found your victory, 
already going on the battlefield doesn't bother you like that battlefield is chaotic people are are dying maybe practically maybe spiritually yeah people are fighting for their lives but you are there in total peace it's, it's almost like being in the eye of a storm mm-hmm. crazy all around you but where you are it's peaceful yep, and it's yeah. like you you learn how to navigate life as it comes to you in a way that's that's like really beneficial to you it's not you know you'll never probably be perfect at it but you'll hit moments where you're like okay what the heck because i'm trying to go that way and that way is not opening up you know these doors are closing and you know not every door is meant for you to walk through but finding peace in that and finding peace in where you are taken and that's kind of like that discipline being open to your own path aspect that comes about because sometimes people get their trigger is just not getting their way yeah you know yeah. I, I don't get what i want so now i could throw a hissy fit in the temper tantrum you know as a as a whole grown person because of that and it's just like bro you should have been learned that that lesson but here you are learning it again yep. and now you have to prepare because the next step is coming whether you want to be prepared for it or not and how you handle that next step is gonna that's gonna dictate everything that comes after. So you gotta be ready. Yep. Peace is found within you, not not in your situation. Yeah. Woo. Peace, love, and chicken, chicken grease. grease. You feel me? <laughs> I say that to say this. It ain't always what you do to get peace. Oftentimes it's what you say. Because even if we go back to what how, you know what I'm saying, Armando was talking about making sure you are clear in what you're saying. That's how you're going to bring peace. Because if you're don't, if you not clear with what you're saying, nobody can understand you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? No, it, it, it's, it's a lot of misunderstanding and people not being clear on their intent with their words. Mm-hmm. And they end up saying a bunch of things that don't mean nothing to nobody because they're not clear in that situation. So... Pick up the thesaurus. <laughs> Be well-versed. Use some words. Speak up. This is uh, another episode of WD's Nuts. Uh. <laughs> 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 nah, I'm just playing, y'all. Gucci. Uh, we out here at the men's department. Amani Hillen with the last closing remarks. Oh, for sure, man. Thank you guys for joining us for a drink and talking this talk. Uh, you can hit us up. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Uh, join in on the conversation there. We are the men's department. Is There is no other. Uh, we're on yeah. IG, the men's department, underscore. Uh, hit us up. Email the men's department, 007 at gmail.com. We uh, we're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Music. <laughs> if it's a podcast, we are in the area. Y'all, we appreciate you guys, we appreciate you guys for listening. We out. Peace. Peace. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs>